Some men do say King Arthur is not dead, but by the will of our Lord Jesus sleeps, yet to awake, deathless and reassure us. And therefore is it that grave where he is laid, this legend hath that still his kingdom keeps. I'm Chris Mosier. And this is Still His Kingdom Keeps, a creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I cover every single episode of the TV show Merlin. And we're back in season two, episode seven. Uh, I'm excited to talk about this episode. We have more Game of Thrones people, Chris. Yeah. Uh, this is a this is a killer episode, a killer performance. Great time all around. It's it's really it's really, really fun. Uh, I will say the one thing that I'm sad about throughout this episode is that Charles Dance, who plays Tywin Lannister on Game of Thrones, uh, who plays uh I've already forgotten his name. Where did it go? Uh, Iridian. Um, he does not keep his Witchfinder hat on throughout this entire episode, which is a huge bummer it's, for me. It gets no play, dude. He gets no play. Just one scene? I mean, come on. That, I mean, they had to have like gone to the mat for that hat. You know what I'm saying? Somebody fought somebody yeah. to get that hat on that dude. And yeah, he, they just put it on one scene. It's such a bummer. It's a, it's a pretty huge bummer. It's a pretty huge bummer. Um, but other than that, great episode. High stakes. High stakes. Great hat. Great high stakes. Great hat. That's what I say about Outback Steakhouse. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you if you are interested in more high stakes, great hat, you can check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash monster of the week. Yeah. Is that how you segue? Yeah, you're killing it. I love this. Wow. High stakes, great hat. What, what <laughs> Thank it- you to everybody who has already joined us there. If you already know, if you're already in the Discord, you're well aware of high stakes, great hat, and um, uh, we 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 love you, we appreciate you, and uh, yeah, thank you. What do you What do you get if you join the Discord? Um, you or, get or if you access, join the Patreon uh, to directly to my um, home address. My <laughs> no, <laughs> um, okay. you get high stakes, great hat. High stakes, great hat that we get um so yeah do you want to you want to remind us on what we've been doing in merlin up till now uh okay last time on merlin uther was consumed by lust and risked it all just to get a little push and pull from his new main squeeze Uh katrina the troll while uther's insatiable desire unquenchable thirst and throbbing organ has him distracted katrina continued to steal more and more power from camelot it was once again up to merlin to do a little magic mischief to save the day exposing the troll killing arthur for a minute and just being an all-around wacky guy in the process, I, I I don't like a lot of the words you said there. I just they're just very unhappy for Which me. Which ones in particular? I'm not going to repeat them because I, instead <laughs> I'm going to say that we are covering Merlin season two episode seven, the Witch Finder. 
where Uther is determined to wipe out magic in Camelot once and for all, so he summons the most dreaded witchfinder in the land, Iridian, a terrifying man who will stop at nothing to uncover sorcery. Gaius impresses upon Merlin how much danger he is, but Morgana needs no such warning. She is certain Iridian yeah. will see straight through her, and she will be burnt at the stake. Can Merlin protect Morgana and Gaius? This is a weird well, structure <laughs> of this yeah. preview. I mean, she does seem to be the only one who's like um, appropriately frightened by him, but we don't really get any lines from her she says four words it's um it's but she does a lot of like uh terrified looking through windows which i think is Uh maybe she's a great actor uh she kills it on the fashion sense uh, but she does a really good like looking troubled through a window uh, face so i'm Mm -hmm. pretty okay with this it's it's we were talking about earlier in our text it's there's so much hiding behind curtains there's so much (laughs) gazing out of windows like it's it really has come to life these jokes that we've made it's very hilarious so we start out Um, with uh merlin in the woods he's hauling some wood around he's dropping some having to pick it back up uh you can tell that he's just you just ever have one of them days chris where Mm -hmm. you don't really want to wake up and everything is fucked you know what i'm saying I absolutely know what you mean. Um, you don't really know why, yeah. but you like Merlin wants to justify like ripping somebody's head off. You know what I'm saying? You ever had that that's kind exactly, of? That's exactly what he's. Yeah, I know. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Um, yeah. Merlin. Merlin's having one of those days, and he sucks at gathering wood. Why is he even out here? Arthur's why? not out here. Yeah. <laughs> I so right off the bat, I desperately need the lesson of this episode to sink in for Merlin because this is so stupid on his behalf. This is so irresponsible on his behalf that I, like, I need him to learn the lesson from it. He's out here. Sure, he thinks he's alone, but there's other people around. And he decides he's going to make a big old fucking smoke horse in the sky with his little magic. That's so risky. So unnecessary. And he conjures up this I In my head, it's a unicorn. I know it's just a horse. But he's immediately... He's not seen doing it. He could have been. But somebody else spots the smoke horse, the magic smoke horse in the sky, and then freaks the fuck out. Because Merlin decided he was going to go take a break. We got to get this boy a fidget spinner or something. He, he's got <laughs> something to do with, with his hands. He needs he needs to be occupied at all times. Otherwise, he's just going to randomly cast magic into the sky because he's bored and then start a whole lot of trouble. He's lucky that nobody died because of this. Um, he's very lucky. Uh, and also, just just to argue on the side of Merlin a little bit, like he's obviously very dejected. He's obviously fe- feeling lonely, if uh, not alone. Um, and sitting out here and doing something that he enjoys, which is using his magic to do something relatively innocuous, I think is just his way of, you know... For all, I don't know exactly what age Merlin is supposed to be, uh, but like, mm. it, it's, you still get kind of like a teenager vibe to, to him. Yeah, he and still he needs he needs to uh, to to be off some s. You know what I mean? Yeah, he just needs to like, you know, I'm just I gotta I gotta rebel a little bit, right? I gotta to blow like, off some steam. Got it? Yeah, I don't know what be off some s is, even though it sounds horrible. Um, <laughs> So yeah, I, I feel bad for my dude just sitting out here all alone. And then when he does be off some s, like some chick just comes running up and is like, "Did you see that? I have to go tell yeah. Uther." Full on like a Puritan satanic panic from this woman. Absolutely. Uh, and of course, uh, Uther is extremely mad about this. He makes this woman like swear that what she saw was real. She's terrified. She's like, "If I tell Uther anything, he's just going to execute me." <laughs> like I don't know what to. Yeah. That's the reputation that their king has. We're supposed to believe Camelot is a wonderful place. 
And this no, is the kind no, of king we have. Not at all. Absolutely not. Um, instead, he's like, thank you. We're going to reward you. Uh, we never get any follow-up. I'm dying to know what the reward is. Like, is it just some bread? Is it like a... I don't is it know. just some bread? Is it just some bread? Oh, Chris, Chris. I don't Chris, know. This I is not to, to go off on a tangent already. But I've like, already got a tangent, though. I've already got a tangent. If, <laughs> well, do two tangents right now. If Uther was like portrayed as like a really, really good guy, except for when it came to magic, I think the magic prejudice thing would be a little bit more interesting coming from him. Uh-huh. Um, where it's like, oh, well, the people love him. He's so gracious, except for when it comes to magic. Then there's no argument with him. But no, he's just sort of almost always an asshole to everyone except for like three people. And he's even, he's an asshole to them, too. Yeah. Uh, and he constantly anyway, what is your tangent? Uh, my tangent is, do you remember our joke from Monster of the Week about it's just eggs? It's just eggs. It's just eggs. I had a conversation today, like a like a work conversation, and um, as I was on the phone with this dude, like I saw something on my phone uh, that or on the computer screen, and I like laughed at it. And the guy was like, "Oh, what's so funny?" And I'm like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I wasn't laughing at you. I just I saw something stupid on the internet. And it was like, was somebody accusing young boys of throwing eggs again?" And I was like, "Excuse me, <laughs> like this is a that's a real specific thing. Like I I know what's going on. It's like, oh, you know, He's- somebody caught some kids on their ring cameras throwing eggs at a at a house, and they." want to and they want to they want to like you know uh, this guy's really invested in the egg throwing drama of his local community right and he's like they want to you know accuse the dude of like they want to equate it with murder or something it's ridiculous and then he just shouted out it's just eggs and i was like it's just uh, eggs frank it's just it's eggs, just eggs. <laughs> frank had no idea why i was so ecstatic about uh, this but um and that's merlin in the back of the courtroom here because of course he's there and he's like it's just a smoke it's, horse it's just a smoke horse y'all what are you getting upset about arthur's like okay hold on nothing is ever just a smoke horse <laughs> yeah i <laughs> smoked a horse once. Go together god that's gaius in the corner i smoked a horse once nobody cares guys yeah. stop smoking animals Shut it's up, weird gaius. it's how your um, eyebrow got like that uther <laughs> ouch uh uther thanks this chick uh and then says he's going to summon the witch finder uh which kind of freaks everybody out gaius is pretty sp- spooked yeah. Uh, Morgana's in the corner being pretty spooked. Uh, Merlin, of course, who doesn't know who the witch fighter is, is just like, okay, let's let's go back to the lab. He's like, I'll smoke a horse right now, so fucking tell me. I'll do it. Let's do it. I'm ready. Uh, I haven't smoked all day. And uh, they go back to the lab, <laughs> and Gaia spends like a pretty large amount of time yelling at Merlin, um, you know, think, boy, think, that kind of thing, because, you know, he just was casually using magic, and he got in trouble for it, which is exactly what Gaius has been warning him against for mm-hmm. a long time now. And, and and he's like, so we're summoning the witch hunter, witch finder, whatever they call him, Iridian. Well, you, you thought Myror was a bad dude? Iridian is the baddest dude of all, or at least that's a, the, the aura that he projects about himself. Yes. I will yeah. argue retroactively in my notes, I'm going to argue against myself. I still think Myror is the badder dude because he doesn't use lies and deceit. He uses I, physical I was, uh, traits I was and about skills. to say, I don't, I do not see the Witchfinder like scurrying up a, a wall like the way that Myron mm-hmm. did. So he mm-hmm. is still the baddest dude in my mind. Um, although I will say, well, this dude does know how to make an entrance because he comes riding in on like a tiny carriage uh, that's just a fucking like cage. It's just an iron cage mm-hmm. with shackles on it. Like he's just going to parade around a witch with this horse thing, uh, and it makes yeah. it, it makes an impression. And then when he pulls up and it, it, we, we he gets off the carriage and he has this his huge witchfinder hat on, which is extremely dope, as we mentioned. Great hat. It's very cool. It's very good stuff. And sure enough, this is this is our boy Tywin Lannister from uh, Game of Thrones. Uh, yeah, and look looking extremely goth throughout this. I think. He looks very cool. He's he does. I mean, this guy was made for fantasy. All these like classically trained British actors get them in some fantasy stuff because they kill it every time. He's 
Tywin Lannister in Game of Thrones, of course. He's the Witchfinder here. He's in The Witcher 3. He's the Emperor in that. Like, this guy, he's killing it all around. He's killing it. You think this dude just, like, gets tired of doing fantasy Absolutely. stuff? Absolutely. I would imagine that, yeah, you want to, you know, really bite into something juicy that you yeah. can, you know, you can show this your tears. <laughs> and instead, they put you in a pointy, funny hat. Yeah, this dude's just like, can I please get into a James Bond movie? Let me shoot a gun. I just yeah. want to shoot a yeah. gun. Is that... Uh-huh. <laughs> I want to say I expect you to die, Mr. Bond. Instead, I'm burning an old man at the stake. <laughs> um... What happens here? Uh, he spots he he as he arrives, he makes his entrance and he immediately looks up and he sees Gwen and Morgana looking down at him from the window because that's just the kind of guy he is. He's always looking around. He he sees you. He sees you in the windows. He knows he just made a a big impression. He knows he made a powerful entrance and he and he wants you to know that he knows. Yes, he 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 is very. We're, we're not going to figure this out, but he's very much about the presentation of all of this stuff. He's very stuck mm-hmm. up and he's very. Um, just very arrogant throughout this. But as it, for now, it just comes off as like him being kind of spooky. Uh, yeah. And this scene, it just, I think, works perfectly because Uther is telling Arthur uh, in the hallway like that the Witchfinder, he doesn't follow anyone's orders. He just, he hunts sorcery on his own because he hates it so much. This is just a job. It's very Witcher-like, right? Like it's, this yeah, is, he's kind of got a Witcher vibe. And then he just appears from the curtains behind them. And Dude, like, he, he rolls from out behind a fucking pillar and he goes, do you smell do it? Do you smell it? <laughs> do you smell it, Uther? It's just eggs. Do Uther's you smell like, it? like, what? <laughs> Uther and Arthur are looking at each other because they're like, I thought we covered all the farts in here. I thought the troll farts were gone. I thought we got the troll smell out of this hallway, but no, apparently not. This Um, foul stench is everywhere in your city, and whoever smelt it, dealt it. uh, Unchecked magic. It's unchecked magic that he smells. It says it spreads like a disease. Uh, and it's coming for everyone. And Uther is like, "How did you get in here? <laughs> You're not. It's night. Where are my guards?" Uh, and then I love this. He kind of turns things around on Uther and is like, "You've become lazy, lazy and idle. And your once noble Camelot is rotten to the core." And as we've discussed in the past, Uther is that dude. Uh, very much like one of our our famous Cheeto presidents that is, uh, if you just tell him something, he just instantly believes it, like, no question. Like, the last mm-hmm. person in the room to mm-hmm. tell him something, that's what he's going to believe. So Uther Especially is like, when it's about magic. Oh, my God, yes. You are absolutely right. We do need to worry yeah. about this. Um, yeah. So, yeah, he just instantly like believes Something's it. rotten in the state of Denmark. And Uther is like, you're right. We have to do something about Denmark. And Arthur's like, bro, that's from Hamlet. Dad, stop. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking hamlet he's just, just doing hamlet. Hamlet. what are you doing uh and of course there's this there's talking this talking horatio that's just hamlet uh arthur is like hey you know got you back if you need some help from the knights uh and iridian is is very dismissive of arthur it's like hey you're you know I, I know that you're one of the most accomplished warriors in the land but i don't need any of your help like i'm good like i have my special set of skills that only i know i don't need anything from you at all um and Arthur is a little taken aback by this, especially because he immediately follows up by saying like, but I also, you know, need food in my belly. Like if you can get me some money, that would help. I would like some money from you. Big, uh, big, uh, comically large bags of money with dollar signs on them. That's what you can get for me. Yes. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> My phone did a weird thing, and I was like, "What?" And I just assumed you were going to talk for a while after that. And you just were like, "Nope." All I had, all I had was, the, was the big, was the big dollar big. sign money bags. Um, 
I want to I want to ride out of here with that cage full of money bags like I just robbed a bank like yeah, an absolutely. old cowboy. Yeah, yeah. And again, <laughs> Uther is like, "What are you talking about?" Uther's like, "We don't have dollar signs, dog. It's pound yeah. signs over here." And he's <laughs> we like, "We don't I have cowboys." Also, we don't have pounds because we're not in England. I don't know. We just have gold. No, I guess this is Camelot. This is yeah, Camelot. Gold. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Right I don't now. fucking know. Um, the next day, Iridian. Uh, grabs Gaius in the street and it's and there you tell these two have a history with one another because it's a very tense mm-hmm. conversation with um Iridian kind of threatening slash questioning Gaius's involvement and knowledge of the suspected sorcery. Um you get then, this the sense right away that Gaius is like the one who got away. Yes, absolutely. Um and not in that like you, you know the sense we're talking about. Like they used to make out yeah. is what you're saying, right? Like they yeah. were that's, they had a Yeah, a oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Um and the surprising thing here at the end is when Iridian is like, but I need to talk to Merlin. You need to come see me. Uh, and we go to that conversation where Iridian, and this is how you kind of know that something's going a little weird with him. You would suspect like a super serious witch finder to not just carry around a skull with ink to, that he can dip yeah. his pen into. But yeah. that's exactly what he's doing when we when we enter this scene. Um. It's like Morgana went through her, her all bark, no bite phase, like all aesthetic, but like nothing on the inside. And she's over that now because she's like, oh, I'm actually a witch. So like I no longer need the aesthetic because I am the aesthetic. You know what I'm saying? Um, Iridian here is he's still in his aesthetic phase. He thinks he needs a fucking cool skull on his desk. And like, that's not cool. That isn't cool. No, it's not. You're trying too hard. I mean, it is. is. It is cool. But because you think it's cool, it's not cool. And he goes through this kind of interrogation with Merlin, uh, questioning whether or not Merlin saw the the horse smoke, or smoke horse, I guess. Uh, and then, you know, hey, the, there's a witness that says you were there. And he's like, I was, but I didn't see the smoke horse. So you're calling her a liar. No, I'm just saying I, I saw different things. Well, how did two people see two different things? And Merlin's like, I don't know, you fucking asshole, because we're two different people. Like, I don't, <laughs> shut yeah. up. I don't, different angles. I, what, what do you want yeah. me to say? What do you want me to say? I'm sorry, I was the looking wind at was all blowing. The, I don't know. I was looking at all the wood that I just dropped. I was doing my job instead yeah. of fucking around. I like play some with random. my fidget spinner. Yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> And eventually, Iridian is like, well, if you didn't see anything, you must be the person that did it. Can you prove that you aren't? Uh, and then he just dismisses Merlin. It's like, okay, see you later. Yeah. For Damn, now. mind games. See, I thought this dude was playing like 5D chess. And then I realized like, oh, that's not necessarily what he's doing here. He's no. just really aggressive. Um, we jump to the throne room where uh, Iridian has now produced three witnesses. Uh, one of these women is named Rowena, which I know from the credits. Wow, even though that's no fun. One, yeah, I know. I was like, ooh, a little supernatural crossover. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they say her name in the show. Um, so That's unfortunate. Uh, but somebody... we get some real like Salem witch trial vibes from this. They're yeah. reporting these fabricated stories about sorcerers and goblins and people vomiting frogs and lots of crazy stuff. And very clearly, Uther is the one very clearly being manipulated here. Um, and... Iridian indicates that for some reason the suspect, the per- the cause of all of these witness reports, uh, th- this sorcerer is in the the room that they're in right now. Morgana, dude, she's never sweat this much in her entire life. She's dripping no. sweat. Merlin is dripping dripping sweat. And yeah, sure enough, uh, Tywin turns around and he points at Merlin. I pro- I guess I shouldn't call him Tywin. I don't want to confuse people. Iridian turns yeah. around and points out Merlin. I want to um, um, I want to I want to take a step back though because there's a when when he goes through the three witnesses like it starts pretty simple right like it's like oh they mm-hmm. were faces in the water 
And then the second chick is like, oh, I saw a goblin and some flames. And then the third one, you casually mentioned this, but I think we need to hammer it home, says that there was a sorcerer in the square of Camelot who had his arms wide and his mouth open and toads were spewing forth from his mouth. And I just, for a guy that hunts witches and sorcerers, like that, uh-huh. is, like uh-huh. everything that we have seen from sorcerers has not been this whatsoever, like in the no, least. No. So like, and I, and where is this coming if, from? Yeah, if we're observant viewers or whatever, I guess that maybe this is an indication that like, hey, this ain't right, because that's mm-hmm. not how sorcerers work in Merlin. Um but what was I going to say? The, these witnesses, as we've, we're going to find out towards the end of the episode, they're all tripping when they see. Yeah, yeah, this. they're all these just are all they're like they're all just dosed they're up hallucinations on, on special K. Like they're just having a great night, great or really a terrifying night, apparently. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to hammer home that like the the idea of toads coming from a sorcerer's mouth is really funny. Um. Yeah, it is. That's that's very un Merlin. But unfortunately, our boy Mor- Merlin, he he gets he gets the finger, and when when he's accused of being the sorcerer, I love that Arthur just laughs. He's like, no, no, not him. Yeah, he immediately <laughs> is just like he just starts cracking up laughing, and even Gwen like turns around like what? Like I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> no. Hey, no way. Uh-uh. It's Merlin. He's not Which that smart. Which is actually. Sp- just that's how little respect they have I know. for Merlin. It's horrible. Like um, he's in, he's involved in all the magic hijinks always, and I know that not everybody knows about every little thing that he does, but he's always involved somehow, and yet nobody ever suspects him. It's very funny to me. Uh, Gaius stands up to defend him, but Iridian says, "You know, hey, we need to go search his quarters. I bet he has some something there." And uh, Merlin is like, yeah, sure, I have nothing to hide. Uh, And then as he's like volunteering to say something, Uther shuts him down and is like, Merlin, you were not allowed to speak here. And I'm like, is that the first time Uther has said the word Merlin in like 20 episodes of television? I'm pretty sure it is. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that... As as we... He has only very reluctantly acknowledged that Merlin has a name, that he's a human being, that he's a recurring character on the TV show Uther. Mm. He's not, he does not like that he has to know this name and he does not like that he has to tell the student to shut the fuck up right now. We kick over to the lab where the knights uh, are tearing up the lab, just breaking shit. Unbelievable, dude. Ripping pages out of books. Uh, Iridian is there directing them. Go check behind all the curtains. This place is lousy with curtain paths. Uh, We need to make sure everything's there. (laughs) Gaius is trying to stop him. Um, but, you know, he's just w- walking all over Gaius. Eventually, I think it's Sir, Le- Sir Leon, uh, breaks this container. And out of this, like, spillage of stuff comes this weird, magical-looking amulet. Uh, of course, Gaius... Sirloin the traitor here. Sirloin the traitor. Gaius says it wasn't his, uh, but Iridian grabs it and is going to go tell the king. Um, so did Iridian just go in and plant this shit earlier? <laughs> Yeah, that that because like as we're gonna find out, Merlin doesn't. It's not Merlin's and it's not Gaius's, uh, but it's you know so presumably he just planted it or like somebody like, just forgot it. Yeah, it's okay. He planted it. I think that much is obvious. But then when I I, I haven't stopped to think about the logistics of this pointy-hatted wizard man, wizard hunter, excuse me, just slinking into the lab and then opening up a jar of blue dirt and popping in a, a, a magic bracelet. That's yeah. just, the logistics are just, it really, I can't wrap my head around them. It's, it's wild to think about. Or it, presumably he paid somebody to do this because yeah. he's, he's, yeah. he's, he's he that kind Berlin of He paid Berlin to do it. He paid Berlin to do it. Berlin just forgot Berlin about it. Merlin didn't know what he was doing. 
I, okay. I mean, you're you're the witchfinder, sir. Uh, you're paying. So, yeah. Gaius eventually stops, uh, stops him and says, "Hey, that's not that doesn't belong to Berlin. That belongs to me." Um, so Arthur had originally put Merlin in jail while they were searching his lab. So he now gets him out of jail. Uh, only to for Arthur to see Gaius to be led straight in, um, and of course he goes back to the lab and is like, just uh, you can tell like he's just like all this over a little smoke yeah. horse. Like what are we? What, are, what did all I? All this do? over a little smoke horse, dude. Mm-hmm. All I wanted to do is smoke a little horse, and now the homie's locked up. Like what? I can't believe this is happening. Unbelievable. Um, he's overwhelmed with emotion here. You can actually see it on his. I mean, not only did he has all of this happened, but then he walks into the lab and it's like completely destroyed. Oh yeah. You can tell that's he's overwhelmed, and I thought that we were going to get some sort of like angry outburst from from Merlin here, but they cut the scene before it really goes anywhere. But he, you can see that emotion on his face. Yeah, I mean, it. They they don't spend a lot of time letting uh, Merlin get kind of weird about this, but they 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 just hint at it, which I think is good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so from here we go to dinner. Uh, where yeah, Uther, Uther is sort of like having a nice little dinner. Yeah, they're kind of, and Uther is like reeling a little bit because Gaius has always been his bro. And even though Iridian is like, well, you remember he used to do sorcery, Uther's like, yeah, but that was like way back in the day. Like he doesn't do any of that stuff anymore. Like he broke up with you and y'all don't talk anymore. And this just makes Iridian angry. I can't believe that I have created a ship between Iridian and Gaius. That's probably the first time that's happened. I'm sorry yeah. to all the Merlin fans yeah. out there who've well, never thought about this before, but now you know it fits. That is- <laughs> that's unfortunately what we're here for they uh um, they broke up and they both led much worse lives than the <laughs> since yeah. then if they were together maybe they'd both be good people but they're not so take maybe that so maybe so um the most surprising thing to come out of this is is uther doing anything at all to stick up for Gaius for like one second he doesn't really put his heart into it but he tries for like a second yeah um and it, it, yeah, it doesn't really go anywhere. Uh, and I love, I love that Arthur is like, well, we have to give him the benefit of the doubt. And Iridian's like, why? And Arthur's like, because I've been studying democracy, even though it hasn't been invented yet. And that's what the de- Democrats yeah. do. <laughs> that's how democracy yeah. works. And they're like, we always democracy? give the other side the benefit of the doubt, no matter what. <laughs> no matter what. We have no rights or power anymore, but we gave them the benefit of the doubt. And that's because we're the good guys. Uh, Iridian said there's only one way to determine the guilt and Uther is like oh we can't do that he's like old and frail and whatever and he's like nope that's the only way to do it I thought this was going to be like the old classic like you know drown them to their dead and if they float kind of situation uh-huh. but uh, instead it's just like normal not normal but it's like a very aggressive questioning and withholding of food and water so mm-hmm. there's we end up getting like a, a montage of Iridian sort of interrogating I was gonna say torture but he's interrogating it is torture he's interrogating Gaius and obviously he planted the fucking magic bracelet so he knows that this is all bullshit but he's still trying to break Gaius um, and at a certain point during the montage we see Gaius say I'd like a drink of water and Iridian responds with only when you confess and then Gaius comes back hard as nails says then I shall die of thirst nailed it fucking a dude fuck you i love that iridian just looks at him too and just looks like yeah okay sure well, whatever he's like i'd like to confess to dragon d's and he's like what's dragon d's and he's like dragon d's nuts across your fucking wizard forehead <laughs> which hunting son of a bitch fucking nailed it absolutely nailed it god just constantly owning iridian with wordplay <laughs> um, I'll, co- I'll confess to bofa i'll confess to bofa <laughs> And what exactly is Bofa? Oh, got him. 
fucking gotcha Tommy Lannister. Got his ass again. Um, Merlin is kind of spying and watching all of this, uh, and it causes him to go to the dragon, uh, who starts this conversation ex- exhausted, and it just seems to keep getting more and more exhausted by Merlin as, as the conversation goes on. Uh, and you can always tell it's going to be a fun dragon thing when he's like, Gaius is in trouble, and the dragon's like, Gaius means nothing to me. Yeah, I literally <laughs> don't care. I don't <laughs> care at all. Do and then Merlin is like, well, if you're not going to help me, you care about me, I'll go sacrifice myself instead. And the dragon like, is like, that's stupid. If you, <laughs> you go should, to do that, you then you're just both going to get killed. Yeah. Um, and then you get like one moment of, I don't think he's genuinely sorry, but he's sort of like sincere when the dragon is like Merlin it's not that I'm like unwilling to help you it's I literally can't there's nothing I can do for you I love I love this line too because uh, I see you are distressed by this but I cannot help you because and there's a, like a real significant pregnant pause and he says I do not how to I do not know how to and it's just I really thought <laughs> he it, really it, had to he really had to say he was like don't say I don't care don't say I don't care, don't say I, don't care. I, I don't know how to I don't know how to help I legit thought he was just gonna say because Gaius means nothing to me. Because <laughs> yeah, I don't give a shit. I just don't care about this. I feel like I've made that pretty clear. I don't care. Don't care about the situation. Merlin, of course, insists that he's not just going to sit by and uh, watch Gaius die. Um, and then we jump back into the interrogation where Gaius messes up a little bit. Uh, he is being accused of sorcery and treason. And Gaius says that he's done nothing but help the king, treat his wounds, treat his ward. And when he hears about, when Iridian hears that he's treating his ward, he jumps in on it. Um, this dude is an opportunistic kind of manipulator and he thinks that he's got himself an in uh and now he wants to question morgana to see if she's magic yeah um and you know unfortunately for morgana she is magic yes unfortunately. <laughs> she's not good at hiding it. and she and she knows she is magic which might be she's even dude, worse fuck it dude she's sam winchester sweating oh it my up. god and she just keeps saying no sweat He's like, thanks for coming down. She's like, no, no sweat. sweat. That's no, no sweat. Sweat. <laughs> and even at this point, even though all that Iridian is really doing is trickery, he's trying to trap them. He's really out together. He's starting to look at her very skeptically. Like, what? <laughs> why does she keep saying? Why, did the, why is she sweating? I've never he's, seen her. He's been bofed from mode. here to next Saturday. So <laughs> he's kind of on. He's he's on his heels. So he doesn't really know what to do with these people of Camelot. They're all such interesting characters. He knows he can still get them all killed, but he just doesn't understand why their behavior is the way that it is. <laughs> I feel like uh, Iridian would be the person to go to Morgana and be like, um, hey, Morgana, have you had your daily dose of up dog? And she would say, what's up dog? And he would say, got you. And not actually yeah. finish the joke. <laughs> he would just straight That's up Michael exactly, Scott. That is exactly what. <laughs> he'd be so excited yep. that he finally pulled it off that he'd forget to actually make the joke. And that is how he how he starts here. And then she's just, just nervously laughing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. It's good. It's right. a good one. Well, they, so what they actually talk about is the potions that she's given, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, so you've been taking these potions for what? For nightmares. Uh, and for aesthetic, but also for nightmares. Uh, because Gaius doesn't care about me and my, or my mental health. He just wants me to shut the fuck up. He just wants me to be quiet um, and stop bothering him. Uh, and if I'm unconscious or too lethargic to respond, then he's happy. Um, but yeah, they talk about how she's been taking these potions for the nightmares. And she's like, okay, well, you don't know what's in the potions. And she's like, uh, no, I, I I don't know. That's not really my expertise. And he's like, so for all you know, that they could they could be magic and she's like well i don't fucking i mean no yeah sure yeah, i guess i, 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 don't I guess know. <laughs> technically that's that's possible um and then he's like so 
maybe they're causing the dreams. And she's like, oh, no, 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 no. I've been having these nightmares since long before then. And he's like, oh, well, maybe they maybe they made the nightmares worse then. And, like, I, honestly, I think they kind of did. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because it was just suppressing something that was coming naturally to her. So she's, you know, having a bad time with it. It just makes the problem worse. I do want to mention here that I have to see his name to say it every time. Iridian, uh, his character has completely I, changed. Yeah, I, you know, I think of um, I think of Iridium uh-huh. from Stardew Valley. Okay. The purple stones. Yeah. I think of Iridium, and then I just throw it in instead of an M. Well, thanks Iridium. That's for the that way I'm keeping track of it. Extremely unhelpful tip. I really appreciate that. But thank you. Oh, sure. Thank you. No sweat. I, I'm glad. No sweat. no sweat, gang. I really appreciate you got my back. Um, his whole character changes in this scene. Like with... Uh, Uther and in the throne room and with Gaius, he's been this like really aggressive, super kind of snobbish, um, aristocrat slash capable, you know, witch finder dude with Morgana. He definitely seems like he's much more of a busybody, And I think it's on purpose to kind of like set her mm-hmm. off a little bit. I just, I don't know if he was given direction to do this or not, but just, it really made me appreciate the actor because like, he's just, he he's everything he's doing is to manipulate the people around him into doing things. And it's just really, really good. Mm-hmm. And once again, there's no reason for this show to be this good. <laughs> Y'all didn't have to go this hard, but she just did. And it's great. Yeah. So thank you. And it's like, so when he, when he talks to Merlin, he he puts on this stern front and like you know asks him pointed questions to scare Merlin. He's gonna try and scare him into his trap. With Morgana, he's clearly already noticed that she is scared, that she is nervous. So he's almost playing off of her relief to get more out of her. Every time she thinks it's gonna be like bad, he asks her just the one question. And when she and he's like, okay, you can go. And when she realizes, oh, that's all he needed, the relief that comes in. And just when she thinks she's free, he snaps her with the next question. Now he's caught her off guard. Um, and I'm glad you pointed that out because it is very interesting the way that he's playing off each person in a different way. Yeah, like it's just it's just really really solid directing and acting. Um, later, he wakes Gaius up. This is a real cute moment, which makes me I think further solidifies the ship idea um, that he because he wakes Gaius up by like lightly scratching his wrist with his finger. <laughs> Like just just a little rub rub like I would do to my my literal wife if I was in bed with her just a little like small like little touchy touch like you don't yeah. want to surprise hey, hey. like because I don't know I don't know how Jess is hey, wake but up. if I if I dude I walked into the room I like loud as fuck stomping around I got like three bottles under my arm they're clanking I walk into the room and I'm like um so and i just go to continue the conversation we were having two seconds ago and she straight up dreams screamed. absolutely yeah she's like i didn't hear you coming i'm like what do you mean you didn't hear me coming i, I will I, I, like if autumn is in the bathtub in our master bathroom I, like i will go into the master bedroom and i'll like get like heavy footsteps knock on a wall and then i will still like knock on the bathroom door because i have to ask her something and she'll go ah <laughs> like and if i worse if i wake her up in the in the bed like if i have to wake her up she'll wake up swinging she'll come after me like she's not yeah. she, oh, she yeah. will hit me in oh, the yeah. face without even and not even she'll feel bad about it but like not a whole lot bad about it she'll it, it will be my fault that, that i got hit in the face right so right um right. you want the smoke you know so he, he does he does the little touchy touch and wakes up Gaius um and says hey uh it's you know if you don't confess uh, I'm going to kill Merlin and Morgana as well. Uh, so of course, Gaius is like, "Oh yeah, yeah, no problem. I will confess to everything." Uh, and then we he knows s- he has to now. So and we smash cut uh, Gaius being drugged into the throne room, dirty clothes, kneeling on the floor, forced to confess in front of everybody. He claims responsibility for the smoke, the practicing the magic, the goblin, the faces in the well, and even the mouth toads. Uh, and Uther is like mega disappointed about this whole thing. You've betrayed your friends, and worse, you've betrayed yourself. And then Uther does what Uther does, which is sentence him to death. 
Yeah, he hesitates before uttering that sentence of death, but he still does it. It doesn't matter that you paused for two seconds mm-hmm. before uh, sentencing your oldest, most loyal friend to death. And Gaius is looking at him the whole time, and I was kind of expecting him to try and, like, you know, I'm trying to impart something through my eyes here, just staring up at Uther, but then he magic blinds him to everything. He Uther hears about uh, magic, and, and, and that's it. Can't think about anything else. Yeah. Uh, Merlin, of course, everybody in the room is shocked by this. Morgana is, you know, distressed. Merlin and Gwen are completely blown away. Uh, and Merlin, like, rushes towards Iridian uh, and accusing him of being a liar. And Arthur has to be the one to, like, haul him away um, and brings him into this little hallway where Merlin tries to swing at him, which is very funny because Arthur just yeah. casually, like, ducks the punch and, like, turns him around. And it's like, hey, we're not doing that. I'm just going to take you to Gaius. Like, please stop this weirdness. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I have to say, you know, not that. Arthur is like the most helpful or anything throughout this, but I, I somewhat like the episodes where Arthur is almost like a different role because a lot of times they'll have him be buddy, buddy with Merlin. They're on the adventure together, which that's always great fun. I like that a lot, but sometimes it feels unrealistic in a way where it's like they are in very different realms of responsibility and what they have to do with their lives and everything. So when Arthur is playing the prince throughout an episode it is kind of just interesting to see that facet of him he is still being merlin's friend but you get a different view of him yeah and it's just it's just kind of interesting it is it's it's i mean it's just the way that this show kind of really definitely handles these small moments of relationships in these episodes mm-hmm. where you can have something like very small and and almost casual but also very meaningful impactful that arthur is doing um, and then they do it with like Good kind show. of a joke Good show. right because merlin's like what are you doing he's like oh well, i'm breaking the law um yeah uh, which and then leads him to gaius um there's a very emotional moment uh here where merlin is um you know sees gaius for the first time tells him i was they wouldn't let me see you uh but then he also learns that gaius didn't actually wasn't gaius's amulet uh he just made up all of this stuff to protect merlin and merlin kind of seizes on this and goes well if it wasn't mine and it wasn't yours that means iridium planted it which means that yeah we can prove that you're innocent uh, and of course, mm-hmm. Gaius has to insist, like, "Hey, I don't want you to do anything. This dude is a master manipulator. Um, he gives great head, and you shouldn't be trapped by his machinations." <laughs> and Merlin's like, "Can you? What did you just say about Can him?" He's like, "Oh, he's a he's a master on. manipulator." It's like, "No, no, 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 no." The second one, he goes, "Oh, the, I don't want you trapped with his with his manipulations." It's like, "No, there was something. You said something in between there that I think we need to." <laughs> Merlin, there is no time. <laughs> <laughs> you must let me go merlin uh, <laughs> is how the conversation ends yeah is this is this the part where he's like yeah all right so don't get involved it'll be suicide yeah. mm-hmm. um okay yeah so he does all that and then merlin oh we get the window parts sorry i go i just i was also trying to figure out what what guy slipped into that sentence mm-hmm. i felt like merlin in that situation um Merlin, yeah, later, we so we cut. He's he's going to try and do something. Guys is warning him against it. Guys thinks that he's doing the noble thing to die, of course, for um, Merlin and Morgana. And, you know, it's the least he could fucking do for Morgana. Merlin is watching them build the pyre. And um, he's he's stressed as fuck. And the next morning, Iridian comes in to tell Gaius that i didn't use any freaking names in this paragraph so i'm like this person is doing that thing okay uh iridian comes in to gaius in his jail cell and he's like oh yeah thanks for confessing the investigation has only just begun next we're going for merlin then we're going for morgana um and that's really funny that you thought that you struck a bargain that you thought that you know i would go easy on these other sorcerers or something um 
this dude might as well yeah, just say pretty... like LOL at the end of his sentence because he's like, I don't bargain with mm-hmm. sorcerers. <laughs> like he's just so amused yeah. that Gaius believed him at all. Uh, and we get this scene of Morgana uh, doing her Morgana thing where she's staring moodily through a window at something that's happening down, down in this case, the pyre being built. And, Hey, Iridian, you don't need to get this close to people when you scare them. Like, this doesn't seem... You don't gotta do yeah, it. You don't gotta don't do Don't have it. to do this at all. Uh, and there's no point to it. Like, they don't talk or anything, I don't think. I didn't write any notes about them speaking. <laughs> like, no. uh, I think no. maybe he must say, like, hey, I need I need to speak with you or something. Because we immediately go to Gwen rushing to Merlin and saying, like, oh, he's questioning Morgana again. So we, we gotta go over there to help her. Um, and Merlin kind of outlining his theory that Iridian is planting the evidence. Um, and yeah. what happens when we're trying to prove that somebody is a bad person, Chris? What do we do? What do we-, we gotta snoop, dude. We gotta, <laughs> we gotta do a little bit of snooping, my man. It's the only option available to us. We gotta break into their bedroom. I'm sorry, we have to sneak into their chambers, mm. and we've gotta snoop. We have to be snooping. I'm, uh, uh, yeah, I love, I love a good snoop. Uh, he uses, there's some weird stuff that happens in this episode, he looks around a little bit, He or not an episode in this scene, he finds this locked bureau, which obviously is where you want to go in a, into a room. When you're doing some snooping, you always go for the locked stuff. Um, of course. Of he course. manages to open it uh, with magic, and he finds this glass box full of flower petals. Uh, but then he hears somebody coming, so he turns around, and he magics the bed to be made. Um, I don't know why he does that. Did he mess the bed up when he came in? Was the bed... So, yeah, I thought I... that that was going to be like oh well the reason that i'm in here is that i was like making your bed Mm -hmm. or and and i guess that's really the only the only thing but they don't do anything with it yeah it's just a iridian doesn't seem to notice it it is a detail that can make sense he goes oh i'll make it seem like housekeeping was here yeah or like i am the Um, housekeeper like you know even though i I have freshly been exonerated from all of your accusations so now i'm forced to clean your room because i am but a slave and we haven't invented democracy yet so so Merlin's pathos makes sense, but from a writing perspective, it's like, well, that didn't really mean anything because, again, Iridian didn't notice. Yeah, because when Iridian comes in, he does this, he stomps into the chambers, he finds the door open, which is weird, but then he closes it and locks it, uh, and then he notices the curtains, and he's like, not again. And, yeah. <laughs> this... yeah, he is nothing if not observant. <laughs> he knows about these people and their curtains. It's like every, everywhere I go in this castle, there's a motherfucker behind the curtains. It's ridiculous at this point. Um, and then he pulls them back, and of course, nobody is there. Um, but he can kind of feel like something is weird in this room. And as he walks out, we see Merlin not hiding like under the covers or something, which is kind of what I weirdly thought it was going to be, but hiding under the bed. Um, yeah. It still don't get the magic, the bed stuff, but it doesn't, doesn't really matter. It doesn't really care. It doesn't, that doesn't make that big of a difference. Yeah, it's just an odd little detail. Yeah. Like it's he's, well, yeah, I don't know. Um, but Merlin is able to get, get out of there and um, sneak back to the lab. Uh, he gets back there. All he found was a strange flower and him and Guinevere now need to figure out what exactly that flower is and after turning through some of Gaius's books which I don't know how many of those things are still intact seems like Sirloin was really ripping the pages out of each and every one of them he was taking some real glee out of destroying the the lab here I can't read uh, and it makes me do- mad rip 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 yeah <laughs> yeah he's losing it it's like finally finally um they figure out that the the flower petal thing that he found is belladonna and it can produce hallucinations. Mm. So they surmise that Iridian must have used this to get the witnesses to report just some wacky shit. Yep. Um, and then we make some real leaps in logic here where Gwen is like, well, all of the witnesses were women. So only women were affected, a.k.a. this must have 
you know, been snuck onto something or into something that only women would use <laughs> something beautiful that only a woman would buy. And Merlin's like, yeah, no, okay, I'm following. Yeah, I'm yeah, totally I'm following. following here. Yeah. Neither one so of them. So they go to some shop that I guess just sm- sells goods for women. Yeah. It, this is such a weird thing. Like the, the gender norms in Camelot are very funny. Like something that a woman would only want <laughs> something to make them look beautiful. And Merlin's like, well, I'd, I'd like to feel beautiful. Like, I don't, I don't think that that's yeah, a I bad thing. Beautiful. Like if somebody when? wants to like donate some nicer clothes, I would definitely look a little bit nicer is all I'm saying. She's like, no, I'm not making you clothes. Sorry, Merlin. When I take baths. I got to take baths in my own clothes. I only got the one pair. I got to clean, <laughs> clean them while I clean me. Uh, She's like, Merlin, there's better ways to go about that. This um, And they go to this like, I for sure thought this was going to be a perfume thing, right? Like this just seemed like a like an yeah. easy like an easy layup to do perfume. But instead they find out that it's eye drops that women buy to make their eyes look more beautiful. And... I don't bizarre. I I mean I since I had LASIK I you know I use eye drops a little bit more than I used to. Uh, and I they don't look make my eyes they make them look wet, which I guess in certain contexts mm-hmm. could be beautiful. I don't know. Maybe so. Look. Maybe so. Some dewy some dewy lashes. Yeah. Um, maybe there's just a lot of dry eye in Camelot. Maybe so. You know, there's a lot of dust being kicked around. Maybe they're all just weed heads um, and they're trying to get the that that eye fry out of their eye. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like how to get rid. Yep. I feel like they were like. The original thing was like, well, they're smoking like like a lot. Yeah, That's why they're having these hallucinations. Where do you think he smoke? You know, they they uh, crunched uh, belladonna into their little happy cigarettes, uh-huh. and that's what caused them to hallucinate so much. And then somebody was like, "Listen, this is a show for like kids. We can't, yeah, we can't. We can't have them smoking dubs." Yeah. Um, Where do you think Gaius got that so... horse to smoke? It's from these three ladies, uh, Rowena and that's, her coven. Yeah, that's right. Um, so yeah. they, they find out that but anyway, this dude, uh, he kind of defends it at first, he's, or denies it at first, but he, he, he Iridian came to this guy and forced him to sell uh, these poison things, or he was going to kill him, he was going to burn him in a fire. Uh, so now we've got a witness, we got a little bit of evidence, um, but Gwen is like, I don't know that this is enough. Like, we have to give Uther something that he absolutely cannot deny because otherwise this is just kind of the words he's looking for is circumstantial but we again we haven't invented, invented uh-huh. democracy yet so we don't know the word circumstantial yeah. so <laughs> it's a big issue in camelot and, and things in the past is that we don't have words yet um yeah and we don't have circumstantial evidence <laughs> yeah we just know that the evidence is not good we just haven't come up with the term yet um so merlin has an idea and the idea is to do the same thing that iridian did and to frame him <laughs> for something that he did not do mm-hmm. uh-huh. <laughs> or in this, fire with fire in Maybe this case frame it for something that he did do but just make it look like it was hell worse. watching this scene where merlin goes to frame him and then not getting the payoff until the very end it's kind of hilarious uh, it's, it's like a punchline that comes later a punchline that's punctuated by a man falling to his death but let's not get ahead of ourselves yeah, it's still very funny uh and this whole scene is funny merlin like doing the sneaky sneak casting a spell over in the bureau doing a little spell over, over uh iridian and kind of g- giving himself a little smirk because he's proud of himself i love it when merlin gets to be a sneaky sneak with magic and then boy mm-hmm. is that gonna get like better. the stakes have never been higher but he's doing a little smirk <laughs> he's anyway. having a little bit of fun with this um and it's so uh, weird that we go from like it's not a comedy scene but it's definitely like a like a lighthearted moment uh to what like this very emotional scene of like looking down at Gaius from the top of his cell as yeah. the, the dawn of the dawn final of day. the final day like and he looks up into the light like feeling conflicted about it Gwen is looking at the dawn and and just wringing her hands because where is Merlin um Iridian wakes up and he's doing a little 
coffee coffee like we got a little he's got something hung up in his throat and again this bit mm-hmm. doesn't pay off for a little while and i fucking love it because it's so well done yep. it's so hilarious so we don't know what merlin did he did something to the cover he did something to iridian now we and we don't know why iridian is coughing of course but surely we can equate the two uh, but man man they really so again this this fully confirms especially the coughing part this fully confirms that it isn't just he's not just there to frame Iridian. Merlin went in there just to do some some goofy mischief. Oh, absolutely. He, he, he did a bit. He's doing He's a bit. He's doing a bit. <laughs> I, watched, uh, I watched The Northman last night, and uh, The Northman is a really... It's, a, it's, a, it's a, a fun movie, I think. I think you would appreciate it. There's a sword that has lore. Um, you have to go to a special... Oh, you have to go to a special place to get the sword. Uh, and I think even from the trailers, I don't think this is spoil anything to say, like, the main character, the Northman, is out for revenge for the, on the people that, you mm-hmm. know, took his family and his kingdom or whatever. Um, there's a moment, because it's filled with, like, Bjork giving him prophecies, where he decides... I can't just go kill the dude what killed my father and stole my kingdom. I have to just hang out and fuck with him for a while. <laughs> yeah, I got to own him. Yeah. I have to own his ass. And, um, it's like the Count of Monte Cristo. Yeah. He's like, I'm just going to, I'm actually just going to ruin your life. And the, <laughs> and, instead of killing and you. Anya Taylor Joy, I think is the chick's name. I may be having it wrong. I may have her, I may have her mixed up. Yeah, that's, that's her. her. That's um, her. Is, wait, is Bjork really in this Bjork movie? Bjork is totally in this movie. I, like, oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> I didn't know Bjork was Only in this for like movie. one scene, but she's awesome and it's just fucking Bjork. Like she's having a great time with it. Uh, but Anya Taylor-Joy is like uh, can you just kill him so that we can leave and she's and he's like no I cannot <laughs> first I must da, 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 like goes through a whole thing and I just it reminded me first I have to prank him <laughs> yeah, it, I was like are you doing like a series of escalating pranks before you murder a guy um, and it reminded me of Merlin so much because it just made me vi- every time Merlin has to go through a thing like he's always gonna have a little fun with the revenge always no matter what he does so always yeah that's just his, that's his style. Um, well, so while everybody else is stressing the fuck out, he's had a good laugh for himself. He feels refreshed. He's feeling a little bit lighter, like he can really take on the day, um, the dawn of the final day. But it's still, you know. Um, and yeah, anyway, so Merlin, he finally comes to meet Gwen. I think that Gaius has been brought out. He's a, he's ready. He's on the pyre. He's ready to go. Merlin tells Gwen, Gwen that everything is in place, but she needs to buy him some time, or they need to buy some time. They need to get Arthur to help, and she's like, "Bro, I got, I got this. this. I kind of got him wrapped around my finger at this, this point." This is this is NBD. That dude is still a virgin, and I can control him with my womanly wiles. Um, yeah. And we get this whole like really intense scene of Gaius being let out uh, while this music is like growing in intensity. It starts out like very mournful uh and it, it continues to build and build and build throughout the scene uh iridian drags gaius down off of his little you know weird carriage and arthur is right there saying hey you need to have some respect and of course he's just totally ignored iridian drags the dude up to the pyre merlin and gwen are pushing their way through the crowd to get to arthur eventually gwen gets there and she starts begging him like you can do the right thing arthur pendragon uh, we've heard this from her to Arthur, I feel like, several times now. Like, I think I made this exact same comment last episode yeah. where it really feels like Gwen is his moral guideline in a lot of ways. Like, he gets stuck in the, well, what can I do? I'm I'm surrounded by forces out of my control. And she's like, no, you're a fucking prince, dog. <laughs> you're the only one here that wears underwear. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody else in this kingdom has draws, okay? Like, you need to... No, man. <laughs> you're the only people. <laughs> you got special privileges, and I'm tired of you not using them for good. I mean, we're not 
not even we're enough. not even gonna get into the white privilege thing. That's a whole different situation. And he's like, what? That's a whole different thing that white I'm not ready to unpack with you. <laughs> Excuse boy. me. Uh, but, but she keeps calling a boy. Suddenly he's like, what the fuck is happening? Uh, are you whatever? Are you older than me? And I love this. She brings up her dad. Of like you know, this is not the yeah. first time that oh, somebody yeah. innocent has has died in the you know in the quest for Uther's whatever. I thought you were a prince. You need to start behaving like one. Uh, and this is again, the music is pitching up in intensity. Uh, Ridian is grabbing the torch. He's about to set the pyre on fire when Arthur stops the execution, and we smash cut a lot of smash cuts in this episode right back to the throne mm-hmm. room. Uh, and it's time for Merlin to lay out all of his evidence. Yeah, and. Um... I don't know why Uther's entertaining any of this at all. He doesn't seem to like Merlin very much. Um, but yeah, so he he lays out he lays out the evidence. He's got the witnesses. He he's got the Belladonna. Um, he's got the shopkeeper. That guy's involved now, mm-hmm. and everything all adds up. It points back to the Witchfinder. Witchfinder is what they call him. He's not a witch hunter. He's a Witchfinder, yeah. which isn't quite as cool. Still cool. Still cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that's yeah. why he doesn't get to wear the hat because witch hunters wear that hat. Witchfinders. What do they do? Um, Iridian laughs it all off. Um, he's like, "Yeah, this is this is bullshit. Um, we can go search my chambers." And um, oh, this is where is this, Merlin gets fucking screamed at again. He does, here. yeah, because Iridian is laughing it all off, and Merlin's like, "Well, if you're um, so sure of that, why don't we go search your chambers?" And that's what Uther is like, "Homie, I will not say it again." And the fact that I'm repeating myself even once again, let me say. I shouldn't know your name. I should not. I I should, so you should even be in my, in my presence. Um, yeah. And Arthur kind of steps up and 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 defends Merlin a little bit. And says, "Hey, you know, if this is true, like if if Merlin is lying, he's going to be proved wrong, and he, we, we'll deal with him accordingly. He'll face the consequences. But if he's telling a little bit of truth, we have to know." Uh, and you, the camera flashes back to Gwen, and she's like, "I love this man with all my heart. <laughs> Thank yeah. God he's doing." Also, the right this thing. is the exact same logic that Iridian used on them earlier when yeah. he was like, "Well, we have to. We, we have doubt, doubts about guys. So we have to check it." Arthur's turning it back on him. Uh, Iridian eventually agrees, so it's 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 to the chambers we go. Sir Leon is there, just ripping up all the books and breaking all the pots because that's what he does. Uh, and Iridian starts to. It's like you're wasting your time. You're, this is all worthless. When eventually they open up the bureau, and it just a million amulets of the same just type a fall comic, out. Comically large volume of amulets come tumbling, and out. the bottom is lined with eye drop uh, like canisters. Um, and it just makes yeah. me laugh because like ten amulets would have probably been enough. <laughs> the fa- one, frankly, let's be real, one would have been enough. <laughs> one may have. I mean, one. Okay, like all right. So that was the one that you got from the lab, but it, two. 10 that's a little suspicious like a 10 is, yeah. is very also, suspicious can merlin just do that are there no laws of balance of alchemy in this world he's just like ah, i've just created a bunch of shit deal with it ask no questions tell no lies chris that's what we have to worry about sure. uh sure iridian of course is immediately on the defensive this there's no way this is possible and then he begins to choke and i had for, totally forgotten this was gonna happen mm-hmm. his mouth mm-hmm. opens and he just coughs up a toad toad coughs up a toad i I don't know what spell like the last time we saw merlin like really trying to do some magic he was like you know i've got to change this shield or something into something else or i'm gonna or whatever it was like this seems like advanced fucking magic uh and i'm here for it because boy is this a great joke merlin heard this witness be like there's some toad there's a sorcerer with toads coming out of his mouth and was like Yep, let's do it. I'm I got him. That. Yeah, I'm doing that. Yeah, that that sounds like something I'll do. Uh, 
pure mischief. Fucking pure mischief. Hilarious, bro. I, I, like I was, I was clapping like a goddamn seal. Like I was having the best time good with stuff. this. It's good stuff. Um, but of course, Iridian's not going to take this lying down. He makes one last ditch effort. He grabs a dagger and he grabs Morgana, um, and he's like, "Hey, I'm going to kill her unless you let me go." And Uther's like, "Bro, <laughs> if you kill her." We're absolutely gonna kill you. I don't know why. And he's like, yeah, blah, blah, whatever. Um, before anything else can happen, Merlin, I guess maybe just takes a half quarter step back here uh, and just casts magic with Uther in the room. Always wise, and he makes the knife in Iridian's hand red hot, so he's forced to drop it. He burns his hand. He staggers back, and then, oops, out the window, Iridian falls to his death. I uh. I love and very much appreciate the the camera following him down uh, with the, the obvious green screen or whatever. Yes. Like it just yes. it's just classic like dude falls out of a window technology, and I really love it. Like it's not I'd love to see it. Maybe not like the most realistic thing, but uh, honestly, like it doesn't need to be kind of better than the She Hulk trailer CGI. So I can't really argue with it. <laughs> <laughs> um, kind of better. Later, Uther. Uh, visits Gaius in the lab and this is kind of an intense meeting between two dudes that um have obviously had a, a one-sided relationship uh and you can tell that Uther is a little bit on the not defensive but he's he's on pins and needles right like he's 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 kind of stepping carefully around Uther uh or excuse me stepping carefully around Gaius um and he says you know if anything was broken in the search I'll be glad to replace it and he's like you own everything in here doc I don't own my yeah. stuff like you're the king you just own it like they broke your stuff <laughs> yep. um and he tries to apologize, uh, but Gaius, for once... Barely. St- yeah, barely. But Gaius, for once, like, sticks up for himself. Uh, and I was really, really surprised to hear this. Like, we've Gaius has always been presented as a character who is more than happy to be on the sidelines while, while awful shit happens, but rarely makes a stand even when people he loves are directly involved. Uh, and it, more than happy to cover up all of the atrocities that Uther has committed in his pursuit of ridding Camelot of magic. Uh, so for him to have finally had enough and to step up and say, you know, I was not the first to be wrongfully accused in your war against magic. Not all of them were lucky enough uh, to have friends that, you know, got them out of that situation. Um is, is really, I think, very powerful for Gaius. And I'm sure that yeah. they, they, uh, this, the show is just going to forget it by next week. But I really like this moment a whole lot. Yeah, it's a, it's a hundred. It, this is a betrayal. This is a betrayal. Gaius is so loyal to a fault to Uther. He's all. I mean, yeah, he's he's harboring Merlin under his nose, but Gaius is kind of a problematic fave in some ways mm-hmm. because he is boys with Uther. You know, they're they're thick as thieves, and even though that kind of goes one way, they have had these these moments of camaraderie together where Uther has acknowledged, like, "Hey, you put up with all of my temper and my." Um, my secrets and all, all me as a, as a difficult man, you've put up with me and you, you get the impression that if you were to cast away their roles in society, that these men could have, you know, they're friends and Uther betrayed Gaius by taking the word of some fanatic over, well, not even a fanatic over some, some charlatan over his loyal friend, his loyal servant, if nothing else. Um, and that's real betrayal. And I'm and I'm glad, like you said, I'm glad the guy stuck up for himself. And Uther tries to do the, um, you know, I I promise nothing like this will happen again. And Gaius is like, I hope it will for for all of our sakes. And then it's like, and now if you excuse me, I have some cleaning up to do. And just turns his back on the king uh, and waits mm-hmm. for the king to leave, which is in its own way even more insulting than 
standing up for himself, right? Like this is yeah. typically, especially with Uther, who has a thing for all this pomp and circumstance and titles and th- things like that for Gaius to just turn his back and not acknowledge the king leaving, I think is a, is a huge deal. Um, and I, I hope that this has consequences for the both of them, yeah. you know, not like, Oh, there, he's going to be punished because he, like, I want, I want Uther to be affected by this, even if it spurs him further down, you know, uh, a path of, of, that we don't agree with. I still want him to have consequences for this because this stuff is interesting. And these relationships, even though they're kind of off to the side of a little bit of our main, main characters, that stuff is still interesting. And I don't really remember how this plays out. So um, I am curious to see what's going to come of this, if anything. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember either if that helps you. <laughs> so um, I, it, it's just, I mean, I'm sure like it's dealt with uh, at some point, but um yeah, uh, I, I don't remember offhand. Uh, and then we get the last scene of the show, which is uh, Gaius and Merlin sitting down for dinner. Gerlin, Gerlin is what I just said? Gerlin. Gerlin. Yeah, Gerlin. It's the gender bent version, but yeah. Oh my God. Uh, Gaius wonders kind of out loud how Merlin managed to uh, pull all this off. Like, how did you know that's where he was hiding the thing? And and he kind of sternly looks at, at, at Merlin and there's this moment where uh, you think that he's going to get another lecture and Merlin kind of says, you know what, Gaius, I promise... I will never try to save your life ever again. Gaius kind of sternly is like, you better not. And then they both kind of break out laughing. Um, And then they start talking about the toad (laughs) coming out of that dude's (laughs) mouth. And they, they're just like Chris and Jeremy about it. Like they both just think it's the funniest thing ever. Gaius Gaius does a little impression. (laughs) Like he he pretends to have a toad coming out of his mouth. How fucking great is that? Was Gaius even there for it? Was he even in the room? No. <laughs> he's just imagining it. Oh, he's been told this and he's like, I can't believe I missed it. Oh, yeah. He's he's seeking it out. He was like going to everybody in the room and trying to find it out. Uh, when that toad came out of that dude's face hole. Very, very funny. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, this is a so really, this is a really that, fun episode. I love that the show ends with, with laughter a lot of the time or yeah. like with a good, with a good vibe. Mm-hmm. It's just nice. It's just nice to be tucked in like that, you know? It is. Uh, and then they do the preview, uh, which we're going to get into uh, what I think is one of my favorite characters, uh, Morgos. I think it's exciting. Um, so very, very, very happy to see this, this Merlin popping off a little bit more. Um, but yeah, yeah this yeah, was a fantastic we're episode. We're doing things. It's uh, just fun throughout, I think. Like, I wasn't I wasn't ever bored through this. Like, it just it's just they continue to get uh, to hone their craft in a, in a lot of ways. Um, and, like, this is, I think when I originally watched the series, this is when I was starting to like look at my phone less. Dear. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, it yeah, was the no, pandemic. I, I like I was, mean. I was checking Twitter while I was watching Merlin yeah. or whatever. Uh, and, and now like, obviously I'm watching it with much more of a, uh, much more focus. Uh, but this was right around the time that I was like, Oh, they're, they're doing some shit. Like we gotta, I gotta pay attention yeah. to this stuff. So it's cool. It's very cool. Um, great episode. Fun times. Uh, Morgos is very cool, so I'm, I'm like you. I'm also looking forward to that next episode, yeah. and um, I'm hoping that um, not in a weird way. I'm just hoping somebody sneaks into somebody's chambers. Oh man, so good. We need some sneaky sneaks. I uh, can't wait. Um, yeah, that's it for this episode, everybody. Thank you for listening. Uh, if you're a patron, thank you for joining the patron. If not, consider doing so. You can also support us by leaving ratings and reviews. Uh, you can support us by telling your friends. I joked a few episodes ago that you should get your friends and then sign up to our podcast on their Spotify mm-hmm. or their podcast app of choice. 
I had someone reach out today and told me that they did that at their workplace. <laughs> so <laughs> they they went to their all their coworkers and subscribed to all of our podcasts, which felt really nice. So wonderful, uh, wonderful. It's working, Chris. If we see a, a huge bump Excellent. in numbers, we will know why. <laughs> Nobody's listening. That's the plan. Yeah. But at least we get the numbers. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, until then, we love you. Bye. Bye. Jondam brethren bro did you just call me your Jondam brethren that's right bro you got the family two-pack of Jondams I got the boot cut Jondams what's up bro <laughs> boot cut Jondams with the fur I know I wasn't I know I wasn't <laughs> racking very well there but you know what I'm saying boot cut Jondams that's one of the funniest things I've ever heard even you, you take out the the play on denim everything that we constantly do in the discord mm-hmm. uh, and you just you just boot cut condoms <laughs> Boot cut Jondams. <laughs> I know the Jondams oh. weren't real, but in my heart, somebody has tried to make Jondams before. Uh, I know. I know it was a fake. I know it was a fake post. Just designer Jondams. Designer, designer reusable Jondams. Yeah, just got to wash them out. I mean, I mean, think about it. You wear your jeans at least two days in a row, right? Nobody washes for their, sure. jeans, for their sure. jeans every day. I mean, like on a, everybody on what, says you're not supposed to wash your jeans. I yeah. do wash my jeans. I, I, go, I, I mean, I'll well. wear them. I'll wear them. I because especially since I don't wear them every day, I got off and on. I let them stew for a little while. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> then I put them back on. Uh, but but I, mean, I can't imagine just never washing them. Four or five days is a lot for some jeans. Um, Especially for a guy like me. No, we discussed some of my flatulence last episode. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? You gotta, like, you gotta I don't know what's going on out. down there. I can't, I can't recognize the smells anymore. Honestly, so I simply don't know what's up. <laughs> Chris, you shouldn't, you shouldn't wash your jeans. You should just go hang them on a line and beat them like they're a rug until all the farts come out. And just really... I think that's what you're supposed to do. I also heard re- recently you put them in the freezer and that... Like put them in a plastic bag, put them in the freezer. I had a friend that would do that with stinky shoes, and he swore by that it would like kill whatever was making it stinky. I was like, bro, it's, I think your feet are making it stinky. Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> so. your feet, dog. I mean, there's no, there's no other like if you just left the shoes on the floor in in like eight hours, they wouldn't be super stinky. Like that's not that's not yeah, it's not a thing. <laughs> Something's up, brother. But I don't know. I think Try I th- socks. <laughs> I'm just imagining how uncomfortable a John would be, and I and I'm getting uncomfortable. Like you yeah. know. I've never been one of those guys to, and and I'm a married man, so like we don't. I mean, like having to deal with having sex with you know strangers is not something that I deal with or have have had sure. to deal with in twenty something <laughs> years. But um, I've never been one of those guys to be like, oh, putting on a condom really takes 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 me out of the mood or whatever, right? Yeah. Like, but I mean, if we're going to a jondam situation, like I feel yeah. like there would be a it would definitely be a mood change if you if someone brought out it's the It's definitely and... a mood change for sure. Yeah. I mean, something I've noticed uh in the last couple of years, I since because I work, I constantly wear pants. I usually just wear jeans. I don't have to wear like slacks or khakis or anything. I just wear jeans to work every day. So, and I also up until a few years ago, was always the type of guy to wear jeans. Like I'd get up on a Saturday and I just put my jeans on, and that's what I would hang out well, in that, all day. I can't imagine crazy. going back to that lifestyle. <laughs> that's, that well, I wore a belt too. Crazy. I would wear a belt. I'd have all like my wallet in my pocket. Actually, like 
like unhinged behavior committed my entire life anyway but now that you know pre-pandemic or uh, the pandemic started i start working from home i start wearing shorts every day because i'm just Mm -hmm. being comfy and i have noticed that there is a spot on my leg it was a bald spot in my leg hair that has now started like after years and years to finally start to grow back in because my lifetime of wearing jeans so much had just worn away all the hair on this one spot. Wow. So that is all to say, imagine you putting putting a jondam on, getting freaky with that thing. You know, oh, moving man. left and right, going up and down, doing yeah. all the things you're supposed to do. It's, and suddenly it's not, you're gonna you're be working with some serious uh some some denim burn there. It's not riveted for her pleasure. You know, that's not one of the catch lines on the jondoms. <laughs> that's not something that, that happens. Oh man. Jondoms. Join the Discord, everybody. Jondoms. If you join the Discord, you get to hear us talk about really weird uh, d- d- things that are made out of denim. I know we've joked recently about how I like to just like say something weird and then I dip out, but mm-hmm. a lot of times I feel like my silence is exaggerated because people don't know that I'll I'll go in there and I'm scrolling through a picture of like or, or scrolling through my folder of like funny pictures I've saved and I'm always ready to post something, especially when a new person joins, and then I I pull back. I pull back and then I just post nothing because in my head, I'm like, this is the funniest fucking thing that anyone's <laughs> ever going to see. And then I think, no, no, this person is just like a Merlin fan. They're polite. They're coming in. They're being nice. This is their first time on this corner of the Internet. And I'm not going to freak them out with a picture of a cartoon cow moaning. How do I explain that? How do I explain that? You can't explain that. <laughs> so I just I so I just got to close that. I got to get out of there. My brain has been melted. My sense of humor, as people often complain of in these these times, my sense of humor has become quite warped, and I no longer understand any of it. Pandemic has changed the way that I think about uh, anything that I find funny. My my sister called me. I don't know how deep I want to get in on, on this because it's it's just like some current family drama. But um, my sister called me, and her sister, who would be my stepsister, um, is married to a guy that seems to be uh, going to dark places on the internet. Um, okay. So at first it was Trump stuff and then QAnon. Um, and now I guess there's a theory, and this is a popular like conspiracy theory, that uh, CERN <laughs> has uh, figured out a way to use the, or has created the God particle or something. Um, and this has opened up portals so that angels could come in. Dude, this is, I don't know if you know this, but th- that's the plot, plot of, of Steins Gate. Or Steins Gate. Like, okay. liter- it's sure. literally, it's CERN. It is, it is actually CERN <laughs> in Steins Gate. Who is doing, and it's not angels, it's time travel. But <laughs> that's very funny. But the whole time, my sister is relaying this to me because she is worried about her sister being like isolated um, with this dude who is obviously Becoming, like, Coming in contact with this god particle. I'd be worried too, frankly. Uh, and like, you know, just... Just expressing concern, and the whole sure. time I can do nothing but crack jokes. <laughs> like I am just, I just yeah. think this is the funniest thing ever because, like, me and this dude—I I don't really know this guy. I've met him like a handful of times in the twenty, like in the three decades that they have been together. Right? Like, we don't live close to yeah. one another. We yeah. don't. We don't interact with one another. We're not friends on Facebook. Blah 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 blah. So all this to this to me is completely in the abstract, and I just think it's the funniest thing ever. Um, but it's, so I got to keep apologizing and be like, I'm sorry, I shouldn't be laughing. I know this is a very serious moment. She's like, yeah, it is. <laughs> Weird times. Yeah. Dude. That's, that's how I, that's, I was doing that at my, so when I was at my grandmother's funeral, um, 
not not to put myself on blast. I think I think I was crying the most out of everybody. I just kept okay. getting really, really emotional. Which is, I, mean, I guess, if you're gonna get emotional, that's the place to do it. But um, I also like while you know we're at the wake, so it was the wake, not the funeral. We're all standing in line waiting for people to come around. Everyone's shaking her hands, saying, "I'm sorry for your loss," which is you know my nightmare. I don't want anybody to talk to me or look at me or anything. Um, but it was the same thing. I kept. I don't know. My aunt was standing next to me. Me and my aunt, you know, we don't like bust each other's chops or anything but i kept like giving her shit she was giving me shit and then she starts laughing super hard about something don't remember what it was and then just straight up she punches me in the arm she's like knock it off stop making me laugh this is not the place to do this i was like i'm sorry I don't, my emotions are out of control i don't know how to handle this i think that's that's a pretty common thing for funerals like i think just yeah. with so many emotions being brought up and then especially you know if you're seeing family you haven't seen in a long time like you get that mixed emotion of like oh wow I, I, you know you're super you're someone that's close to me and you're my blood and i love you and you're here and it's good to see you but also you're here for this really shitty reason and i feel really sad and we had then it brings up all of the memories that you had of your grandmother together with this person mm-hmm. maybe and like mm-hmm. shit you haven't remembered in a long time and it's just you're probably poor, you're probably having some cocktails during all of this because that's oh, a yeah. that's a common thing with some with, with funeral times and yeah dude it's a <laughs> it's a mixture it was a uh... This is this is weird to talk about. I don't know if I talked about any, much of this at the time, um, but it's, a, it's an open casket wake, and you know everybody can go up and and see her. And I'm like sitting there, and at one point, like that, I I become overcome with emotions. So I'm sitting there, I'm tearing up. Jess sits next to me, she's pat my back. I'm like, this is good, this is fine. She's comforting me. And then for some reason, my family is is like all the kids, the majority is all women. All of my cousins, my sisters, everybody suddenly circles around me and is like, Pat, like, oh, Chris, I'm so sorry. I'm trying to give you hugs. Oh, no. I'm like, no, 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 wait. This is double nightmare. Please, everybody stop. You're being so nice, but I absolutely don't want this right now. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> Especially since I'm, even though I'm uh, the largest person in Massachusetts. Uh, I'm the youngest person in my family, so I'm very much treated like a baby. Um, God, it that was is a my... lot. It was a lot. I don't know why I'm talking about this. this I once again did nightmare. sleep a lot before recording, so I'm a little kooky. Oh, good. We've got kooky Chris in the stew today. I yeah. love kooky Chris. It's either just like, you know. Kooky Chris. Just, yeah, it's either kooky Chris or just like the worst mood I've ever been in in my life because I <laughs> didn't get enough sleepy time. My mom texted me at 7.30 this morning. I was up to like 3 a.m. because I couldn't fall asleep. And I'm like, Mom, why the fuck you text me? I didn't say that. I was like, what's up? And then I realized she clearly didn't mean to text me. She meant to text my dad. I'm like, what the fuck, Mom? You woke me up. I accidentally uh, texted Mark instead of Autumn the other day and felt like I had betrayed Autumn in some fundamental way. Like, I, I hate sending <laughs> wrong text messages to people. Like, uh-huh. it's just, it's my uh-huh. worst fear. And I'm usually really careful with it. But, like, I don't know. I was just kind of in the zone or something and, like, texted this whole thing to Mark. And it was just like, you know, hey, there's a guy coming to do some dirt work. It was like just bullshit. Like, it wasn't anything, like, mm-hmm. significant or emotional or, or, like, weird or anything. Um, but then I just had to, like, copy and paste it and now i just did that and that feels weird on a text message feels dirty. like that feels like you got like should i reword this but it's like no i typed all that out typing stu- sucks typing sucks yeah i don't i don't like to do it it's a thing that i could save time but then but then i feel like someone because i know people that do that for their like social media like if you happen to be friends with them on insta and facebook or and twitter they'll post like the exact same thing across all three and you're like yeah. Dude, be, be original man come on what are you doing yeah. like this is this you gotta is just retype lazy. The, you gotta retype the caption you gotta yeah. you on gotta, instagram maybe you go for the more sincere posts but then when you post it on twitter you gotta get a little wacky with it because that's I, what twitter is all about i think that i think that you should have as a person as a li- that lives in a society you should have uh, like a an, an instagram like 
persona, a Twitter persona, uh-huh. and a fake per- persona, yep. Facebook persona, and then a Tumblr mm-hmm. persona, and then like a TikTok persona, and yeah. then like an Instagram Reels persona. And if you're not doing that, you're kind of just not a person. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if you yeah. can't if you can't keep at least three of those going at all times, then you're just not a person. I'm sorry. That's like, what it means exist. to be human in 2022. If, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. if you have not gathered all of your personas into um, one conglomerate, and then you can control at a whim with your thumb you know you switch from app to app like it's nothing yeah. and you're channeling different personalities in each thing that's i mean that's the mastermind that's how that's how you know the sign of a true human if you can't do that you know what are you doing like just just what do you do step it up. Up. You gotta, up you gotta boost the game you gotta boost your yeah. game up you gotta get duty you have to be base boosted at all times that's what i keep <laughs> saying you know when somebody rolls by you in their car and they got the shitty stereo, but it's loud as fuck. And they got the bass turned all the way. You know what bass boosted is. I know what bass boosted is. You can't hear no trouble. All bass blasting the windows out of your 1998 Honda, whatever the fuck. Uh huh. That's how I want to live all the time. I don't do that, but that's mentally that's sort of what I am. I'm bass boosted all the time, as you can tell. I want to. Um. I want to. If you had the opportunity, um, t- for example, in this podcast, to say something that was bass boosted, what do you think that it yeah. would be? Um, oh, well, you put me on the spot like that. Uh, what, what, do you have any recommendations for things I should say? Bass no, no, I'm just, I am just um, going to base boost the audio. So oh, people can you know what I'm gonna, thinking? I'm you know what I'm thinking would be like dope for, to, to base boost. There's been a little bit of, um, uh, chat in the Star Wars, uh, fan community recently with, uh, the new Jedi game, whatever the hell it's called, Jedi Survivor. I don't remember what the first Ooh, one's called. Yeah. Um, the, the clankers are coming back. So base boost this. Roger, Roger. They're back, baby. They're back. They're in your face. I don't know what they're doing. Is the Trade Federation back? What are they up to? Roger, Roger. I know what I'm up to. I'm fucking slicing those guys in half, left and right, because they're not human. All right? They're capitalism. They're capitalism. And they're coming in. And they're saying, Roger, Roger. And then they're having funny side bit moments. I don't need that. I'm cutting you in half. That's what's up. I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to remember where those games take place. So they, those games take place after the original. After Order 66. After he's really 66. young in the first one. Yeah. And by really young, I assume he's like a late teen, early 20 tops. Uh-huh. Tops. Um, so, but it takes place. he was place a young Padawan after, at the time. So it's like the, 10 years after Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. So after Revenge of the Sith, before the um, the original sequel. I guess it's around the, the same trilogy. time as Obi-Wan, the series. It's got to be, right? Mm-hmm. I would think so. Yeah, because people kept saying like that that dude could potentially show up in, in the Obi Wan series. Yeah. So, so he's like a real actor. He's in stuff. So yeah, he yeah. Could have done he, it. He was great and shameless. That's what I think I was I was looking for That's him to show. Is. up. I always forget that it's shameless that he was in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's shameless, the um the overly dramatic show about people screaming with each other, and then the the oldest brother on that show went to do a show on FX. Uh, where he is an overly dramatic chef where everybody is screaming at one another. I'm like, this dude has a type. <laughs> this dude has he's a type. Got, yeah. <laughs> he knows what he's up to. We watched one episode of that. It's called The Bear, and it's literally just that. It's just like a bunch of people. Oh, I keep hearing people talk about that. Yeah, it's, it's see, just people is in that, the kitchen. That, that, that's a scripted like TV show. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's okay. a, it's a, I kept thinking it was like reality TV that everybody no, was really into. No, no. It's just a, like, a, you know, it's a story about a kid who are this like young man who it you know he has to take over the the family restaurant um but he's a classically trained chef the older brother is like you know i should have taken this over i know the way that this runs and this kid comes in starts changing things all that kind of bullshit gotcha 
Gotcha. Uh, but it's just like ten people in a small room just yelling at each other for thirty minutes um, until somebody gets real mad for no reason. <laughs> like, like you've been, I mean, it sounds fun. You've been screaming at this dude for, but it's nonstop. Like, it's like curb your enthusiasm, yeah. but everybody is Larry <laughs> David. Like, it's just everybody yelling oh, at each okay. other. All right. Well. <laughs> And it's a good show. Don't People just want to feel something. Yeah. yeah, it seems fine. I just uh, when you're looking for a comedy and you're like coming across pe- things mm-hmm. that are presented as funny but just just very yelly and emotional, um, I, I get I get kind of frustrated with it. So it's yeah, hard to find like that can be a comedy show nowadays. I feel like I never. I mean, granted, I'm bad at watching TV, but I once upon a time feel like I watched like every comedy that was popular at the time and mm-hmm. now i got nothing i got nothing on my plate i'm watching fucking bigfoot sighting youtube videos oh my lord yeah it's desperate that's desperate. this is Chris. fake this is fake anyway next video no wonder your aunt punched you at your grandmother's funeral <laughs> now yeah, i understand yeah well i'm trying to it's i'm looking for my ancestors that's what it is um <laughs> exactly. there's actually there's quite a lot of adoption in my family mm-hmm. um I'm pretty sure I'm not adopted, but there's a lot of adoption in my in my greater family. So I'm actually not even related to half the people that are I consider my family, um, which just makes me think at, at all. It's there is a possibility that I could be related to Bigfoot. We just simply don't have all the answers yet. So <laughs> what if you I find out that. your whole family was related to Bigfoot, except you're adopted. So you're definitely not related Dude. to Bigfoot. <laughs> I would literally like. I guess that's like nature versus nurture, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. You would that's claim. A, you would claim the relationship for that. Yeah. Look, y'all. I still have um, big feet. Let's, I don't know what you want to say. I, I don't have. I don't have Bigfoot in my blood, but I got Bigfoot in my heart. You know what I'm saying? Um, earlier today, you know, I actually, I'll be honest. I got a little busy for, with work. I didn't get to really follow up on it, but I saw that there was some um, Loch Ness monster was, was trending on Twitter. Uh, there's maybe some new proof of potential uh, potential existence of Loch Ness. Really meant to follow up on that. Didn't didn't get around do to you it. Wanna, I mean, we, we've got some time. Like, do you want to do you want to get into it? Do you want to go down the, you, the, 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 the? Let me just Google Loch Ness monster and see what happens. Loch Ness. Yeah, What's, what are we doing? I, what are I we love doing this on this shit. podcast? Like, I and I know I've told you this before because when I was a kid, I'd see the like National Enquirer magazine at the grocery store. And, um, you know, had one brain cell, still do. So back then I would look at that and be like, well, it's in a newspaper, it's in a magazine, so therefore it's real. And this is pretty fucked up that they just put this right by the candy. They just So they just found some th- fossils. Oh, okay. That's it. They're from... Uh, well, like, I, I know that like plesiosaurs or whatever the hell, like, I know that those yeah. existed, but I want one to exist in modern day. Yeah, but no. Just for, just for the fun of it. Just for the fun. I'm tired of being depressed. I want to... They're like, yep, we found Bigfoot and we killed him. <laughs> I mean, I don't want that part, but <laughs> all the headlines are like, we found Bigfoot. He's real. And then you open the article and it's a picture of his corpse. And you go, well, what the fuck? Um, you know, these are all... I mean, they just found some fossils somewhere. Like they, they were all alone. Like there was, there's no, none of this is. Not yeah. that's, yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not adding that to the canon to Loch Ness canon. It's not Loch Ness canon. This is just. This is just articles for clicks to get to get. We me. had a really cool. Um, well, I thought it was really cool when I was 17, and a photography class I took in high school. Um, the teacher showed us like how not only you could like fake that famous Loch Ness. Uh, picture but also how it could happen just by like settings on your camera like unintentionally like fa- sure. and i thought it was like the coolest thing ever to debunk that like live in front of me at school i was like whoa photography is amazing <laughs> that's incredible a bunch of goth pictures of the local church <laughs> <laughs> that's all i took pictures of. i got it in an art uh art exhibit I mean, I think they just kind of like put kids' art or photos yeah, yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah. But I was so proud of these goth photos of a church. I was like, "Yeah, I did it." I, po- I you know, I published a poem when I was like 
14 felt that's until i realized oh, yeah. that they just did that for everybody <laughs> that wasn't a jeremy oh, thing that was just a and it was a participation situation <laughs> that was just a 25 dollar uh, application fee scam i think that's what happened there yeah. never never saw the book <laughs> yeah. is what i'm saying chris didn't exist <laughs> still considered myself a published author until i was uh like you know 14 and a half though it didn't take long i would say you should still consider out. yourself to be one now uh, i mean you i can't written, disprove I, it i've written some fanfic does that count <laughs> Written, I think so. I've written I think supernatural so. fanfic. I haven't written any Merlin fanfic. I kind of got out of that habit for some reason. There's a couple. I feel like I feel like there might have been like one or two little Merlin sneaky guys back when we first watched Merlin a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah. There's one of the best ones is on our uh, A or three page. One of the ones that is the most popular is one where uh, they are the the boys are watching Merlin. Um, the people people Excellent. seem to really enjoy that Excellent. one. So. Should we talk about Merlin? Yeah, for the boys? yeah, I think so. Uh, right. I mean, we could talk this about one's the, boys. For the boys. Do you want to? I haven't seen the boys, but you, this you, one's for the boys. Do you want to see Jensen Ackles' ass? You know, I don't know if I've publicly made any statement about Jensen Ackles and the boys. The floor is yours. Um, but it's like his hair looks so good that it retroactively makes Dean ugly. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't they let him grow his fucking hair out? He's got the perfect hair. Dude, it's um, he just looks insanely good throughout that entire thing. Uh, I will say, mm-hmm. I'll give I'll give I'll give points to Jensen because I, after spending fifteen years watching that dude play Dean Winchester and literally like nothing else, um, hearing him play like you know Batman or Robin or whatever and some animated stuff is one thing, but uh, watching him play something, I was convinced he would just be Dean Winchester with a with a mask on or whatever, mm-hmm. um, and he wasn't. Like he, he, like I was, I was like brought in on his performance of Soldier Boy. Uh, oh, that's awesome! And it's and it's not just because, partly because, like he just he was saying fuck every minute, <laughs> like he was yeah. doing drugs constantly. Like he was a very anti Dean <laughs> character. Um, he was having like weird sex with like middle aged women um, or elderly women. I think I don't. Uh, yeah, it's, it was a, it was a strange scene. Um, but yeah, he didn't. He never slipped back into just like Dean Winchester for me, which I thought was really good. So. Wow, that's exciting. It means he's doing his job. Yeah, yeah. I hope he comes back. In how's, the next Car- how's Carl Urban holding it down? Uh, that dude just need. I just. I've been. T- uh, I, I, I. How do you feel about Carl Urban as Aomer of the Rohirrim? Fine. Okay. You feel fine about him there? Okay. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, and this, it's just. The character has outlived his like interest point for me. Ah, um, uh, I gotcha. You, you get, you know how you just get like the, where the, the writers are like, well, he has to be in the show. He's the main guy, and but they right. so they don't allow him to really change dramatically throughout the entire season. And it's mm-hmm. just a lot of the mm-hmm. same. Like, we got to do the thing. Uh, Supernatural fell victim to this too, of like Dean just being like one note for some seasons because he was like they had him focused on wanting to accomplish one goal and like nothing else could change. Uh, yeah, yeah. And Carl Urban, I think, is doing a little bit of that. And I don't think it's his fault. Like, he's playing the character well. I just think that the show is, like, overall in, like, this kind of weird stasis. Um, somebody on Twitter. But it's got a good, like, ensemble cast, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it really does. Um, and, and someone on Twitter pointed out, like, the whole show is kind of structured around this mind blowing performance of the main villain. And you, so if you have a villain that's kind of the whole show hinges upon you can't really do anything to that villain. So you can't, mm. then you start just like mixing the, you know, protagonist stuff, which they did this season. And so you can mix stuff up, but it never really, like, I feel like from the end of season two to the, to the end of season three, things changed, but characters felt like kind of in the same place as they had before. 
mm-hmm. which was really weird because like there's eight or nine episodes of like crazy fucking television. Um, also, um, also who's the villain? Who's the actor who plays the villain? Uh, the actor I don't I don't remember his name. Is um, it like a spoiler to like know who it is? Or no, no, no. It's just the main dude. Homelander is like kind of the the big bad villain. Um, Anthony okay. Anthony Starr, um, who apparently will be playing. Is, is okay, that guy. Yeah, 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 I got you. Is rumored to be playing Dracula in the next uh, Blade movie, so I'm excited about that. Oh wow, dude! Mm-hmm. Did we see? Did you get? Did we get any new Blade at Comic Con? What, what's up with that? Nope. Uh, just same release date. Uh, they they did a whole bunch of Marvel stuff at Comic Con. Uh, if you really want to get into it, I don't think it would mean anything to you. Like, I I oh I saw some of it and I was waiting for Blade news. I'm gonna we're, when the Blade trailer drops, we're gonna do a live. React we'll do a live to react to Blade trailer. That's I'm fine with that. Uh, yeah, no Blade news as of yet. Uh, that dude is still playing Blade, which is going to be nice. Marhasala Ali. Uh, and then this dude may be playing Dracula. That's unconfirmed. So, I don't know. I can't fucking wait, dude. Yeah, yeah. They announced some really neat <laughs> I stuff. I love Blade. <laughs> they, uh, it's, it's all, like, all of the Blade stuff, too, should intersect with um, your boy Jon Snow, uh, Kit Harrington. What's his name? The uh, Dark Knight, not Dark Knight. Was the, it Black Knight? The Black, Black Knight. Knight. Yeah, yeah. So he has he has some sword with some uh, he has a sword with some lore in it. And wait, uh, are they allies or are they going to sword fight? So uh, it's one of those situations where in the comic books it's a lot of like, you know, we we have different values but we're fighting the same enemy. So a lot of will they won't they? <laughs> there's a lot of will they won't they between Blade the Vampire Slayer and the Black Knight. Um, Dude, that's so fucking. <laughs> uh, but they join up to be a team that is in the comic books called the Midnight Suns, um, which is like a okay. kind of like a dark hey, occult. Wait, isn't group. there a video game coming out? There is, yeah, and that's the video oh, game is. Dude. <laughs> All right, I think you just hooked me on the MCU. I'll talk to you next week, dude. Let's, <laughs> I got something to do. I gotta go catch up. Let's fucking go, dude. We need to do something for Patreon after we run out of Lord of the Rings stuff. Uh, so we might yeah. as well, we might as well start the MCU <laughs> all over fucking again. Hell, man. <laughs> I don't know hell. if you want to watch. Um, I think it's 29 movies, maybe 30 20, movies. Switch. And then it's, uh, yeah. depending on how deep you want to go in the TV shows, it's it's some pretty deep TV shows too. Uh, but even if you only do the Disney Plus stuff, you're looking at one, two, three, four, five TV shows as of right now. And they've got like another at least five or 10 announced, including a bunch of movies. Um, so yeah, it's good times. I mean, color me interested. That's all I'll say. I mean, we can we can start with the first one, uh, Iron Man one. With the see see how the Iron Man Uno, dude. Iron Man Uno. See how the magic happens. Uh, Iron Man Dose. Iron I don't Man know Do- if I've seen Iron Man Dose. Wait, is that the one with the guys get the whippy arms? It is. Yeah, I've seen that. No, I've definitely seen that. Iron Man three. Don't think I've seen. Iron Man three is where they do the fake out on the Mandarin, which was really funny. Uh, which I've always really really liked. So like. The Mandarin in the comics is like this old Chinese dude. He's got like uh, eight rings or whatever. Um, and in the movie, they kind of made him to be this like weird terrorist dude. But it turns out it was just a it was just a front for a different guy. He was just made this. He just made Ben Kingsley do this because Ben Kingsley was a shitty actor. Like it was one of those kind of gotcha <sighs> moments. So maybe I did see Iron Man three. It would be interesting to watch to rewatch some some of that early stuff because that's all i've seen is just the very early stuff mm-hmm. um with my basic knowledge of everything leading up into avengers and then infinity war is that the second one no uh or it's age of ultron age, is of, it ultron. age of ultron yeah but then okay. mixed in there those two is, i've definitely seen mixed in there is civil war uh which is 
ostensibly a Captain America movie, uh, but is actually like an Avengers movie. Like all of the Avengers show up and they fight each other. Is is that Cap three? That's Cap three. Yeah. Okay, I've seen some of Captain America one. Okay. I've seen Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier is a dope movie. Fucking a, absolutely. Uh, and then I know. I guess I haven't seen. Anyway, all right. Let's talk about Berlin instead of the MCU because we'll. I'm in a mood where I feel like I could just do this all day. Okay, so, so let's, we should let's stop now. Into, if we're 25 <laughs> minutes in the podcast, I'm a little up. unhinged at the moment. So let's talk about Charles Merlin, Dance. Merlin, 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 I'm begging of you, please don't tempt my king. 